welcome back to another episode of Loki Talks with Aisha in our podcast, where I get very loud about the things that is never talked enough about. I would like to take a moment to say thank you to those of you who have been tuning in, sharing, not only sharing, but also sharing your feedbacks with me. This episode is all about getting loud, starting conversations that may come off a bit uncomfortable. And hopefully in the end, it will get us talking, stay in touch with the most recent episodes at Loki Talks with Aisha on Instagram, start discussions and also um, share your feedbacks, please. And as always, I have so much to say and your messages are a great reminder for me to continue to get us talking and to continue getting loud about what matters. That being said, I am very sorry that I have been holding off this episode. I could list many reasons why, but I will be honest. Main reason being I just couldn't come around recording this episode. Before I start this part two of mental health, this episode is different from previous episodes. It is part two of mental health, and I have a special guest with me. I would like to introduce Dear Rama, my dearest sister, friend, and somewhat my personal unofficial therapist. Dear Rama is a creative writer, feature educator, and a bookworm. Um, she was a blogger, but she's currently taking a break from that. She's also someone who is very attentive when it comes to topics like this. I'm just very grateful to have you uh, sit down with me and unpack the things that we def- that we definitely do not talk about in the most in most Somali or immigrant households. Diorama is very private and does not really want me to go details into her bio. I will attach her socials in the descriptions uh, of this episode. As I said, this episode is kind of like a discussion and a talk with Diorama. We do this so often that we hopefully do not forget that we are recording. <laughs> Please keep in mind that the things that are said in this podcast are merely based on personal experiences, research, and definitely a reflection on the things that we had witnessed in the community. In part one of mental health, I focused on two things, those things being anxiety and depression. In this episode, we will discuss more about depression, what is depression by book, and what is the medical term of depression altogether. Generally, depression is a common and serious medical illness that negatively affects how you feel, the way you think, and how you act. Mental illness is not mainly led by depression. I mentioned in the previous episode that depression is the result of a traumatic event that had occurred in one's life. Traumatic events are one of the major causes of depression. Any sort of depression or anything that falls in the category of strangeness is very strange in the Somali community. Or um, mental mental health is not something that we consider uh, a serious thing in our 
poems, we always tend to kind of put that thing like under the rug and think that it will go away on its own. And traumatic when a traumatic event occurs in one's life, that never goes away on its own. So what do you what are what are some things that had you going like, hey, we got to do better? The way we talk about mental illness and the way we put it in the category of strangers, how can we shift that into a better understanding? Um, okay, I sure. So first of all, I think that recognition is the most important way to deal with depression in our community. Oftentimes we do not recognize it. We think that if someone is depressed, um, they're depressed because they have low Iman mm -hmm. or they are depressed because they're not grateful enough. Um, like you said, depression happens for a reason. It either happens because somebody went through trauma or somebody is going through trauma at that time. So we need to recognize it for what it is. First of all, recognize it. If someone in your family is going through depression, if they're not waking up, if they're in bed all day long, you have to recognize what's going on with them. Don't downplay it. Don't mistreat it. Don't think it's, um, it's just something that's going to go away. It's not going to go away. Reach out to them. Recognize it. Hear them. See them. Yeah, and exactly. So, like you said, uh, recognizing like for us to fix something, we have to first um, point at the problem. For us to find a solution, you can't just find X if you can't find the rest of the problem mm -hmm. to solve X. So, you made a great point there. Like we have to really we lack that like recognition because mental illness is not something that is present physically is something that is always not like we rather not see it and we always very dismiss people even if we don't want to we're very good at like saying oh this will go on its own oh you know it's all in your head like you, you will do it even though that sounds like you're helping the person you make them feel better for you know a couple minutes it's when not they're a yeah solution. exactly um, Aisha, I want to go back to something that you uh, talked about in your last episode. You said that um, when someone is physically sick, we take them to the hospital. We rush them to the hospital. So why can't we do that for someone when they are mentally sick, when something exactly. is going on? I love that point. I love it. I love it. I love it. And um, that's another way that we can help people. Like if you can help someone who's physically ill, if you can take them to the hospital, then take them to mm -hmm. the mental institution, take them to a therapist, a shrink, someone that they can talk to because, you know, um, we're not, we're not um, qualified to deal with mental illness. Exactly. The same way that we're not qualified to deal with a physical uh, ailment. We're not doctors, we're not therapists, we're not psychologists. We can, but we can help them. We can see the signs. Right. We can create that... Um that safe space or that safe um, that safe place that they can go to mm -hmm. and attend themselves and say hey I need help hey um, I haven't been feeling well or I've been going through this and that mm -hmm. so so yeah I think we should start more we should start 
treated mental illness more like a physical illness mm-hmm. we we don't really do that like that's something i've noticed like so much in our community like we just we'd rather not deal with it and then when the person when it gets too late that's when we tend to fix it we tend to get on maybe facebook life and say oh this mother of six children um died in the bathtub like i was reading about that i think a couple months or weeks ago mm-hmm. and she was suffering from postpartum depression and that's that's real but it's we real. never we never talk about that we're always saying oh let's just um she's okay you know like just we just treat it like oh yeah she just had a baby she must be you know very happy and going about her life but we don't know what's in her head this for her to goosebumps. hang yes well like this giving me goosebumps because yeah. you're absolutely right like we neglect mothers we think they're strong enough to deal with it when in reality they're raising children mostly all by themselves if the husband is there maybe he's just there to provide money but not the support absolutely beautiful yeah the emotional support is very important especially in this like um the postpartum um stage that like i've learned so much about postpartum in the past uh couple years when my like sisters and aunts and and like people that i that are close to me i start having children and i start noticing like change of behavior but even though they want present it i would notice the change in their behavior or the way they respond things or or lack of their um um like taking care of themselves because they worry more about taking care of those around them um so perception plays a big factor like just like i can see that someone is physically sick i can go ahead and call 911 but then it can either be recognized easily like the way i can react to such thing but it can be clouded and become very dismissive as it's done by most of the people in our community um like we tend to label people and put them in boxes and get them you know place them in places place them in boxes like oh you know you're not you're not like you're like you need someone like or you need to go into um like just you know saying go into maybe a journey to spine yourself but then they really don't they don't need, need to hear that from you at that moment like you need to just be present and just be there for them and i feel like most of our people are kind of suffering from ptsd just to kind of point that out like it's we have yeah somalia has been in a war for a long time so so yeah we're all messed up yeah in a way we're all messed up in like in our our own way and i don't think any of us like especially those of us that are in their late um 20s or early 30s are talking about ptsd because i think those of us are the ones that actually um witness that firsthand or our parents are the ones that actually witness that they would talk about what happened you know and how the war like presented itself at the time and but they talk about it from a way like oh you know we had to just all run and we all had to get our stuff but they don't recognize how that messed them up like seeing what they saw yeah like you know seeing dead bodies hearing gunshots seeing women who were raped they definitely went through a lot and you know 
they look normal, like they're holding it together, but we don't know what they're suffering from. We don't know what kind of struggles they're going through deep in their heads. And maybe, maybe that's why some of the parents are are anxious. Yes, maybe that's why they're just not dealing. They're not raising their kids the right way because they're they don't know the right way. Or yeah. what is honestly, what is the right way? Because parenting itself is like it's already a, a hard job on its own mm-hmm. and you're already trying to like figure out if like let's say if I were to have a child this day I don't know what the heck I would do like with that child you know I wouldn't yeah, know how to like feed and whatever but like the whole emotional support and making sure that this human being is well like taken care of is you know it's something that we we learn as humans as we go we just that's part of our survival um yeah yeah like i think i think i hear what you're saying you're saying that um parents when they when they're suffering from ptsd um they transfer that through their children because they haven't dealt with the problems that they went through Mm -hmm. they have to suck it up yes no one talked to them no one helped them through it and so in a way they're transferring that to their kids um aisha there's another question um that i wanted to ask you um let's talk about i I really want to know uh what you think of marriage and how somali people solve mental illness through marriage or how we are ashamed to talk about mental illness let's first talk about that why are we so ashamed of talking about mental illness um i think we're so i i think those of us like our younger generation were more comfortable talking about mental illness and our emotions but we're at the same time feeling uncomfortable to seek help or at least find uh, find a way to help others but that is a good question um i don't think we talk about mental illness in a healthy healthy way yes yeah so like we we don't even recognize it you know like um we are ashamed we when if you have someone in your family who is mentally sick we tend to hide it we tend to see that as a as a defect Mm -hmm. so and we have talked about this over and over again you and i we always have this conversation that um if god if allah creates human beings then how can you be ashamed of allah's creation Dear Rama, let's talk about autism. Um, what is autism? Autism is a complex, lifelong development, uh, developmental disability that typ- typically appears during early childhood and can impact a person's social skills, communication, relationships, and self-regulation. Autism is defined by certain sets of behaviors and uh, uh, is a spectrum condition that affects people affect people differently um, to a varying degrees. Um, Autism is one of the things that is very not recognized or that is considered as strangeness in the Somali community. What are your thoughts on autism? You're right. Autism is not recognized in the Somali community, even though more and more kids are being identified as being on this spectrum. Um, the reason I I don't know what the reason is, but I think the reason is 
that um, Somali people are really, really ashamed of it. And as we talked about earlier, mental mental illness is uh, they're ashamed of mental illness. Mm-hmm. And so even though autism, like you said, is a disorder and not a mental illness, then it begs the question, why are Somalis ashamed of it? They're ashamed of it because it has something to do with the mind. A person's mind isn't working, quote unquote, the way it's supposed to work. And so mothers are ashamed, fathers are ashamed. And when you're ashamed, you cannot give your child the proper treatment. Uh, you cannot give them the care that they need and you end up neglecting that child. Yeah. Right? Like autistic people can uh, become con- uh, successful members of society. They can Absolutely. have jobs, they can have careers, they can finish school, they can do everything that every other person can do. They're capable of those things. But if an autistic person is not given the care they need, then the chances of them being successful are slim. Right. And I think um, the reason why uh, Somali, most most Somali parents, and there are some that, um, that know what what is front of them and how to uh, be present in their child's life verbally or non-verbally, especially uh, those that have autistic children, um, they're so strong, mashallah, because those parents that tend to dismiss and be shamed of their children is because they don't know what exactly autism is. They think this is something that's going to go away on its on its own. Maybe I'm not educated and we're not we're not educators. So we we're not like professionals in that field to be talking about because there's nonverbal communication is very present in the uh, in autistic children. It's difficult for parents who have no idea what autism is or the root of like where it came from or what exactly they're that is fun to them they're going to treat it as shame and they rather rather hide it and pretend like there's nothing going on until there is something going on because this is a child with a life and when they do grow up they know what exactly is going on with them. So that I think that's the reason why they put that in the category of mental mental illness. Yeah. Which is sad, but you know, we, we gotta do better as Somalis. We you absolutely, know? yeah, we absolutely got to do better. Um I found out like I don't know, sometime that autism is actually hereditary. Like it can be, um, that's something that can be passed on. So uh, I hope that's, you know, that's something that we can maybe keep in mind. Not that I'm saying it will continue. It's a continuous thing, but it's just, it's not something that's going to go away if it's a genetic um, disorder. So you're you're saying, I didn't know this, you're saying that... um autism has been around even in the previous generation as some people are saying um, today many parents are convinced that autism um, comes through or children become autistic through vaccinations and so they avoid vaccinating the kids and I think what you're saying is that this has been around it's just no one yeah identified it because yeah. we come from a broken country a country with very limited resources um, a country that failed that could have become great but because of the war it failed and a lot of things just went unnoticed and yeah. undiagnosed 
Yeah, and we can't, we cannot have, we cannot continue having those, like, those mindsets. If we continue having those mindsets, then we will not, we will only stay same uniform. Like, just like our heart rate, like, it's not just a complete line horizontally. That That is just going, it's just, it's up and down. So, for us to, like, you know, when you learn something, especially um, from, like, a personal uh, personal experience like when I was learning how to uh, what do you call how to ride a bike for example I would take a break two days and when I when I go back to it it just would feel so strange like it'd be like oh no like it's very normal like if you're learning about these type of things and you're doing your own research make sure that you reach out to other people like especially um, I'm educated myself about like mental illness itself, like the things that like certain diseases, like um, po- uh, what do you call it? postpartum depression, um, borderline uh, behavior, um, bipolar disorder, things like that, because it's very present in our lives. We don't we don't recognize it, especially um, not having access to information can some sort like cause anxiety. Um, with the way we receive like you know information through social media everything is so like simple everything is fast and um i remember when the pandemic occurred staying at home for such a long period of time and such a long period of time was not a problem for me but actually loved staying home but not and not to be bothered to go out but when the lockdown and the curfews had arise and the news is like on every single day in the house and you, everyone is like glued to the uh, phone and refreshing the WHO, which is um, I think World Health Organization page to count the numbers of COVID. That's like, that's kind of scary. Like I would even like search um, Somalia, like, oh, people back home, are they like, okay, like a, has COVID ev- affected people? That kind of like created, um, um, what do you call it? Like, that created that that unsettled feeling in my stomach like something is gonna happen next who's next like people calling from back home like hearing about family members not able to visit each other people dying in like they're out there in the hospitals alone parents you know what i'm saying getting sick and not be able to have like you know visit like i wasn't even able to i think like you know visit certain family members because I don't know if I'm carrying something because I'm young or I'm healthy, then I don't want to risk the, what do you call, um, the person like that I'm trying to visit. So staying away is the best thing to do, which is, which was a best thing to do. So I think you're carrying this burden of knowledge. Um, You're realizing that Somali people are not very educated. They're not very knowledgeable. And so you do your best to uh, understand things to read about them so that really i think adds uh contributes to your anxiety yeah yeah seeking information can create lots of unsettledness like and being wrong being wrong is not okay in today's society you always like you have to be right you have to be presented in a certain way and you have to say things a certain way so yeah, as they say knowledge is power yeah so, absolutely we know what happens when people are ignorant. They, um, they don't, they don't treat um, 
people who are sick, people who are mentally ill, they don't treat them because you don't have the knowledge. And if you don't have the knowledge, you can use other forms of medicine. Um, this is something that we also talked about before, how mentally sick men um, are, are forced to marry women in hopes that they will get better. So that's what mm-hmm. lack of knowledge yep. does to you. Yes. If people know, if people understood that um, marriage is not medicine for mental illness, then we we would be avoiding a lot of mistakes. Absolutely, because there's we we're worried about our our selfish uh, way of living. Mm-hmm. We're rather say, oh, let this person or this um this man create a life with this woman then maybe like you said it will go away yeah hopefully he'll get better that's what people are hoping oh that he's sick because he needs a woman he's sick because he's single or you know he needs a woman in his life when he has that when he has that responsibility he's gonna get better when in reality that's not what's wrong with him Exactly. And he's not going to get better through marriage. Exactly. And you cannot create, you cannot have, you cannot build a family uh, by not healing your own self or not putting, you know, your own demons to sleep, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we have to really like start this healing thing with ourselves before we bring forth children you can't you can't be broken and try to build a broken home then that was just only gonna create a broken family yeah exactly that's that's well put dear rama thank you so much for taking the time of your morning to record this episode with me this was uh this was really something that we need we needed that we really needed to unpack and i couldn't like honestly choose anyone else but you too, because we always have these conversations. Why not? You know, that the fact that we had this sit down. You are very welcome, Aisha. It was a pleasure having this conversation with you. Um, usually we do this and we just ramble on <laughs> and on and on. And I'm so glad we could sit down and do this. You are very welcome. Go out there and change minds, <laughs> inspire people. Yeah, thank you. Let's continue to grow, reflect, and understand as always. Thank you so much for tuning in to Loki Talks with Aisha and No Ebb Podcast. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>